This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, if you live in Vancouver, you likely know all about the empty homes tax. The city has its own. That's in addition to the provincial tax. But at least one other BC municipality is eyeing a similar tax. Uh, Vancouver doesn't have to face provincial rules because of the Vancouver Charter. It's the exception to the rule when it comes to the province. But White Rock Mayor Daryl Walker is looking to change that and will be bringing up the issue at September's UBCM annual meeting. And he joins us on the line now to talk a bit more about this. Mayor Walker, thanks so much for being with us. It's a wonderful opportunity. Thank you. Uh, Do you know how many empty homes there are in White Rock? Uh, Honestly, not now. We don't, uh, nor, uh, of course, many would be houses. Many would also uh, be apartments. It's easy enough to ascertain the homes, or at least it's easier as the apartments that we're, you know, kind of working on. But we believe that there's uh, enough empty houses or homes here, including apartments, to see to some of the needs of housing in our community. And uh, they're being left empty for whatever reason. We're not certain. And frankly, I'm not sure we really care. The point being, um, these are houses and homes that should be available. And we'd like to do something about that. Would you be able to get the information? Because we would think the province would have it because of the provincial empty homes tax, wouldn't they? I think that's a very good possibility. We've really been working on this for a relatively short period of time. Uh, the motion came to council, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And so uh, we're in the process of, of sussing out other mayors and councils around to see what, what their interest might be in this. Uh, but we'll also have our staff working on that over the next number of weeks to see if we can actually come up with a number. So you would need to get an exemption because that reason the Vancouver Charter is what allows Vancouver to do this on its own. How easy do you think it would be or, or how difficult, I suppose, would it be to get that exemption? I'm not necessarily sure how easy it would be and difficult. It's it's kind of a balance. Uh, We intend to um, come together with mayors and councils from all over the province, but certainly uh, anybody outside of Vancouver is subject to the same charter. They have a certain level of rights that we don't, and we think it's fair that we look at having that level of rights as well. Uh, Within Metro Vancouver, there's uh, housing societies. I'm a member of the board uh, of of Metro Vancouver Housing, Um, and there's a lot of communities that are up against this, and we think it's it's just fair that everybody in the province should have the, the same opportunities. In that way, we'd probably be able to work towards affordable housing in our relatively small community in a way that uh, wouldn't take too, put too much pressure on the local uh, homeowners that are paying taxes regularly, but rather there'd be, and I think, I, I know the number of 5% has been bandied about, I think the number of around 1% might be more realistic, but then we would be able to have some funds to start to look at affordable housing. That's really what our interest is. And I read as well the issue of commercial spaces being empty also. Would you like to see a tax on empty commercial spots? I think that that's something we also want to look at, Jill. Um, in, in many cases, we're perhaps having a difficult time figuring out exactly who owns uh, not only the, the, the homes and the apartments, but the commercial spots. But uh, when you have commercial spaces empty or even abandoned lots, kind of empty lots on your community, it just 
it doesn't look good. It doesn't look the way you want to have your community presented. Take, for instance, our Marine Drive, which is really the cornerstone or one of the cornerstones of our community. Uh, empty restaurants or whatever you want to call them down there. It, it's not a pretty sight. And, and so we want to try and find a way of getting the people that own them to start coming in and taking some responsibility. And if that responsibility is something like a bit of a tax that we're talking about, then we're willing to, to work with that and see where we can go. So, But what would the scenario look like in that case? Because it's different to, to talk about a home that somebody has purchased as an investment for whatever reason they're in a position they don't want to rent it out they don't need to and it sits Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people take issue with that but if we're talking about a business space and let's say the business has failed or has moved out citing high property taxes the cost Mm -hmm. of parking keeping customers from coming there are you not then dinging them again by saying okay you couldn't make a go of it but now we're going to tax that spot on you I think that if your first, you know, kind of proviso is accurate, yeah, we are dinging them a little bit. But if if we have offshore owners or people who are simply sitting on properties until the values escalate and they can make more profit out of it, then I think there's some responsibility that they owe to our community. And that's what we'd like to talk about. I mean, if you have uh, an empty uh, house, an empty apartment, uh, an empty uh, lot on, on Marine Drive, come and talk to us about what your plans are. And let's see if we can work together to enhance what is happening there. But if you're simply sitting on it year over year over year and not looking to try and develop it or have new businesses come in, then I frankly don't think you're doing a lot for the community that you're a part of. So in, in some ways, there's a balance here. And the balance is between the needs of the people that live here, that own properties here, uh, and, and the, uh, you know, our, our council and our community. Right. And I guess the, the, the issue there, or one of the, the flags that kind of goes up, is you're taking the position of a council of, uh, and to a certain extent, people who own private property have to follow certain rules. But that seems a little bit more heavy-handed in that somebody buys a commercial property or buys a lot, and they have to do what council wants them to do with it. Well, I, no, I don't think we, the, what council wants them to do with it. What we're saying is you now own this particular property. What are you going to do with it? What are your plans for it? And if your plans are simply, well, we don't know, we're going to sit on it for a year, we're not sure, then we're not sure that, that that's you know, adequate. That's not good enough for our community. If you come in and say, you know, we're going to try and, and put a, a new store front in here, we're going to have a, some kind of a, a little brew house or whatever, we're going to bend over backwards to try and facilitate you being successful there. That's what we're here for, and that's what you're there for. But if you're sitting on it for an extended period of time, we don't necessarily think that, that that's fair. There should be more to that than just coming in, owning it, and, and keeping it for a period of time and then kind of turning it over and somebody else picks it up. All right. Uh, and, and just getting back to the, the tax itself. So say that you are successful and an amendment uh, it, it comes that allows other communities to go ahead with their own empty homes tax. Do you know mm-hmm. what you would specifically spend that increased revenue on? Well, the one thing I can tell you is that it's not going to go into general revenues and be spent on, on, you know, like whatever projects we have. If we get something like this, and we're talking seriously about affordable housing, we would want that to go to uh, affordable housing aspects of what's happening in our community. We've just recently uh, established a task force on affordable housing and housing in general. Uh, we want to see more housing, not less, in our communities. We're willing to look at suites, at carriage homes, uh, any number of things that will get people a place to live in our community. So the money, if and when we're able to take it in, will we'll go to affordable housing. Uh, interesting. I mean, you mentioned that, too, because White Rock itself isn't a huge land base. So I would think but, if you yeah. were doing that, uh, you would have to go down the route of, of more density. 
No, not necessarily, but there is a requirement, at least as I understand it, uh, within Metro Vancouver that, uh, you know, a certain level of density in each community is something we will have a look at. And again, those are pieces of information that we're still chasing down. We'll have that relatively soon. But if that's a requirement to have that level of density, there should be some balance. And that's where we're looking for a bit of a partnership with uh, the provincial government to make sure that we have the ability, the same ability, frankly, that Vancouver already has. Is well, why Vancouver? I know, of course, why they've had their charter for some time, but why can't we change our community charter? It would benefit just about, I think, mean, 23 or 24 communities in Metro Vancouver and those throughout the province. And so we we just think it's it's something whose time has come. We we make laws and they last for long periods of time. There's reason we change laws. There's reasons laws have become outdated, and we think this is one that needs to be changed. Uh, any concerns of residents that might live in White Rock that spend time, say, in Palm Desert or warmer climates for half the year, who might then be dinged because they're not living there for the entire twelve months? See, I think that's a really good question, and we are having some input from from people in our community that say we're we're away for two or three months. We go from you know either November through to February, and we go to uh, Mexico or Hawaii. And I think that that is what the law has to you know has to present. Once we get the right to do this, we have to talk to our citizens to say, well, we don't want to ding you twice. Uh, so we want to you know, make sure that you're protected. How can we go about doing that? How can we ascertain which places are empty and which ones uh, have, have uh, you know, people who live in them six or seven months a year and then they're vacant for a, a short period of time? And I think it's only fair that we look at that as well. All right. So we'll wait and see uh, and interest to see if uh, other communities join this call to have the power to do that. Mayor Walker, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to get it on the air. All right. That is Daryl Walker. He is the mayor of White Rock.